This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast, and this is Chaps. And Craig WK. And this week, we are going to talk about a handheld game. We haven't done one of these in a while. Feels like it's been a bit. I I honestly can't remember the last one. Maybe Kirby. Oh, no, it was for NES, didn't we? Oh, I I wasn't Maybe? on that one. I if know. I was involved, with that I was sorry. I'm trying to think of the last one. Anyways, this week we're talking about Professor Layton and the Curious Village for the Nintendo DS. I really enjoyed this game. Me too. Uh, it's a uh like a a puzzle adventure game. Uh, it was released on February 10th of 2008. Uh by Level 5, which is a, a, a pretty popular studio these days. They uh, uh, did the Dragon Quest Eight for Enix, Square yep. Enix, uh, which we've talked about before. They've done a lot of role-playing games that they're more popular known for, I guess. I would say so, yeah. they uh, In Japan, they're uh, pretty big for... Uh, I think it's called like Inazuma 11. It's like a, like a soccer game. Oh, okay. Yeah, and which are pretty big there. They're like goofier kind of soccer games. They're not like, you know, super serious ones or anything. Oh, but they've right. they've done they're pretty big for that in Japan. They've uh they've done quite a lot of other games. Did they do Persona or am I thinking of something different? Oh no, they didn't do Persona. You're thinking of uh uh another company. I don't the name is not jumping out okay. at me. Right. But uh yeah, they didn't do I Persona. I feel like they did another big <laughs> Persona's a little too heavy for uh, level five. Level five uh level five I think worked on uh Yokai Watch. The the oh, like okay. Pokemon uh, yeah, the, theme type, well, the, not the Pokemon, fake Pokemon theme, game. but yeah, it's like you you capture uh, like Japanese folklore spirits the, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the yokai are like <laughs> like like Grim played it, and like one of them's I think is for like uh, when you fall over or something. There's a yokai for that, or like your annoying aunt. There's a yokai. Like there's just like real goofy like. These spirits for these weird things. I don't know. It's just weird. There are, I will say, and we're going to totally derail the conversation, <laughs> but there are a fair few odd Japanese like folklore spirits and stuff out there. Yeah. So so that, that's that's for another that's time. That's going to be our next podcast is uh, <laughs> just talking about obscure, <laughs> obscure Japanese folklore. Today we're talking about the Kappa. Let's <laughs> open the floor. I don't even know what that is, but okay. It's a water imp. Okay. Well, yep. Back to this game, Professor Layton and the Curious Village, like you said. If you insist. DS puzzle game. And it's actually a really symphonic, like it's a real storytelling puzzle game. Yeah, there is. There's uh, uh, basically the, the gist of the game is that uh, Herschel Layton and his young apprentice God, Luke Triton, oh, he's awesome name, uh, awesome, awesome name, uh, they are investigating the village of St. Mystere as they learn about an heirloom that was called the Golden Apple, which will determine who gains the fortune of a baron who passed away. That's a great idea for, like, if, even if it, this wasn't a puzzle game, that's a great idea for a story to read. Like, yeah, absolutely. Just a book. It's it's uh, it it's a very quintessential mystery. I love mysteries. You know? Oh, they're so good. I love yeah, mysteries. they're so fun. And and in this game especially, it's I mean it's it's a lot lighter. You know, uh-huh. it's uh, there there's sort of like I feel like there's always the hint of and sort of like uh, 
not not it's sort of alluded to that there's murder you know the baron has died oh well did something fishy happen right. you know it, it's it's never, whimsical yeah but it's handled very uh whimsically yes, yes. i i would agree with that lots of whimsy uh, yes whimsy much stop that <laughs> Yes, there is a lot of whimsy to this game, and uh, and you know how Chops and I feel about whimsy. We enjoy it. We love whimsy. Oh, so yeah, this game, mm-hmm. like we said, is a puzzle game. There's there's a tons of stuff to it. I just want to say though that it sold extremely well. I had heard it sold well, but do you have any like uh, uh, specific numbers or anything? Well, it sold over a million copies in Japan by itself, wow. but overall, 3.17 million worldwide. 3.17 million worldwide. For a puzzle DS game, and this is early in the DS's uh, lifespan, right? 2008, because I think it came out around 2000, what, 6, 2005? Uh, I I think it was fairly, I I don't think it was like super early. It wasn't a launch or anything like that, but it it wasn't like the end of the lifespan. I mean, there were quite a few more Professor Layton games on the DS after this one. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because the the DS really took off in popularity. It's the number two selling system of all time. I think so. Because I think it's PlayStation 2 and then it's the Nintendo DS, if I'm not mistaken. At least it's up there if it's right. not, you know, number it's two. It's also had, like, the longest lifespan. It had a really So many long. different systems. But yeah. anyways. But, uh, but, yeah, it was, the DS had quite a lot of puzzle games, and they had gotten pretty popular. Yeah. There was things like Brain Age. Brain Age, which kind of came out with the launch of the system. Picross, which was another really big puzzler game. There was uh, quite a bunch. Puzzle Quest games. Those were really fun. Yeah, they uh, a lot of uh, puzzle games. Uh, you know, because let's face it, the DS was a real pick up and play, literally system. You know, yeah. it was it was just you you took it everywhere you went. And let's face it, when you had fifteen minutes to kill, waiting on an appointment, or you were waiting for you know food to be prepared while mm-hmm. you're sitting in a restaurant, and you know everyone's looking at you because they all know it's just your sushi, Craig. But like you, they threw like eight sets of chopsticks into the bag. I don't know. Oh. I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, you don't have experience. Never mind. Never mind. I'm so confused. But yeah, you you know when you were uh, <laughs> sitting there alone waiting for your food to be prepared, you'd grab out the DS and kill yeah, 15 minutes. Right. Exactly. You don't have. You uh, never had to deal with that. No. Chops? no I don't really Picking get up food sushi. and they they throw in like you know eight sets of chopsticks and they're like, oh, do you need more? And you're like, no, it's only for one. Oh. We're getting a little too personal right now. I feel like, well, you don't like sushi. That's probably why. I mean, it's but, uh, okay. It's not my favorite, but I, let's talk about the video game and not your personal if problems. If you insist. The So in the game, you talk to different players, or uh, you talk to different characters, mm-hmm. and you kind of, the town is full of people who are fanatics when it comes to puzzles and mysteries. <laughs> it's so weird. They just love it, love the stuff, and they want you to do everything involved with it. So you basically talk to them. They give you a puzzle that you try to solve, and then they talk to you about whatever information they know and what's going on in the town. Or mm-hmm. there's a puzzle for you to open this door and find a key for it, or all sorts of weird stuff. And it, there's a good variety. There's a good amount of variety in oh, the puzzles. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there's even more variety in the rewards that you get because, like, some of them reveal that you can get these like hidden pieces of like a puzzle, big of like a larger puzzle piece, mm-hmm. um, or you get like a gear, or you get like all these other things, and they kind of help build to like other puzzles. And when you do those, you unlock more mini games and puzzles. Like, uh-huh. th- basically, the trope of the game is. Play as many puzzles and download as many mini games and unlock as much stuff as you can because this town is full of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's honestly, if you got rid of the puzzles, it would just be a, a, a very generic point and click adventure because yeah. it's, it's a lot of Leighton and Luke walking around. They maybe talk to a person, they get a, uh, a little bit of a clue, and then they, you know, click on something, and it's like, you know, you, I don't know, you click on, like, the... There's like a question mark on something. Yeah, yeah you know, it'd be a question mark on a drawer. Mm-hmm. You open the drawer, and it's like, oh, no, the, you know, the screwdriver's missing. What does that mean? And then you go find something, you know, whatever the case may be. But I... But everyone you talk to, in order to get clues out of them, they give you a puzzle. Yeah. You know? And depending on how well you do, you get these things called picarettes. Oh, picarettes. I forgot about picarettes. Um, and basically, Pic- they're used to... 
like you can use them to buy I clues, think, more right? clues or puzzles. Like, cause so, so what happens is you do these puzzles and these puzzles get deposited at Granny Riddleston's puzzle shack, and uh, you, you can play play them again through the game, mm-hmm. and then um, you can unlock more puzzles after the game too to just to keep playing more. But these pickerites are used yeah to give you hints because there's unlimited amount of time to solve these puzzles. You're not like on a time frame, um, but you're only limited to a certain amount of hints you can use in a puzzle before it one loses less value mm-hmm. you get less picarettes and then two it basically just comes locked out like you can't you can't do that puzzle like any easier like yeah. you, you just have to figure it out oh yeah no absolutely it does get to a it's not handed to you by any means it like it definitely gets to a point where it's like hey buddy like you know I, i'm sorry you're not getting this but this is the best you're getting out of us right. like you better you know you better figure it out on your own right i don't know google it or something kid yeah well i mean back then there wasn't a lot googled i think for that was there oh no absolutely i, I didn't look up a lot of that stuff I, I, there were a few puzzles i remember having trouble with and it was just it was like one of those things where it was just like oh my god i don't know what i'm doing just like well, how do you do this and you would look at it on google you know game faqs or whatever and it was just like click on this and it was like oh okay i get it now mm-hmm. you know just like dumb little things like that but i as a as an aside i Please. do I, no I, more sushi well, all right, never mind. I have nothing else to talk about. No, uh, is it weird to you, Chops, that like Professor Layton comes to the city to investigate the like the the shady, you know, potential murder of this mm-hmm. baron? So it's a he's a baron, so he he owns like a lot of land in the city. Presumably, he's 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 a prominent figure in town. Presumably, the leader of the town. Pre- pres- that's very presumptuous of you but yes continue well, he's a baron in this tiny little I mean, like you know tiny little burg is a is a baron of a town of two people really that much more powerful than me well i mean i i wouldn't say he's more powerful than you per se but he's more powerful than the two people he's lording over i guess whatever in any event so layton comes to this town and he's like He's like, all right, citizens, I, I'm here to investigate. I, I really want to find out what happened. We're, we're going to get to the bottom well, of this. Well, and it's at the request of the wife. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yes. the, the, the wife or, or whoever it was, like, you know, is, is requested late yes. to come to the town. And he goes to this, like, you know, elderly gentleman in town. And he's like, all right, like, you know, th- this guy, like, owned the land you're on and everything. Like, I, I need to investigate this, this guy's potential murder, like, this guy's death. Mm-hmm. Could, you, could you give me some information? And the old guy's like, can you can you tell me how to... Get this sheep across the river with this with this wolf without having them eat them, cause I can put them in the boat with this other animal that won't let him eat. And it's like, what are you talking about? I just want to investigate this guy's death. <laughs> so you're you're treating this like a real SVU moment where like like they're a real detect. He's a real detective coming to a real town. Where all these people are just so sidetracked by puzzles and <laughs> and logic things and that like their their focus if not on puzzles is on this murder but first we got to get to the puzzles is that what you're saying it's almost it's like ridiculous. an entire season long svu all dedicated to the same case do they do that <laughs> i don't watch svu really i honestly. don't know i don't really watch it uh, i i my mom and sister watched it quite a bit and i I think I saw the episode with Stephen Colbert as a villain. Yeah, well, there's a lot of actors in that as a villain. But anyway, anywho, so uh, so okay, I see where you're going with it. I mean, to me, it's it's more of along the trope of you know who is uh, who Poirot is or Poirot or however you say it. Poirot. Poirot. Yeah, you know who that is. Yeah, absolutely. Hercule French, Pro, uh, Poirot. Hercule, yep. The, uh, the f- excuse me. I'm sorry. It's not Belgian. Belgian. I apologize. Not French. Show Belgian. some respect. I apologize. Chops. I apologize. Show some respect to Hercule Poirot. Um, this is I think supposed to be like an homage. He's this traveling, world-renowned crime solver, and these people want to test him. No, you're right. They don't want to give out any info, and they're just like, hey, I don't know who you are. You just came in this town. Uh, I may want to solve the mystery of this baron's murder and find this golden apple for for the treasures myself. I do declare that I am a competitor in this charade. For the record, that is the worst Belgian accent I have ever <laughs> yeah. heard in my life. Well, I don't know what Belgians sound like, but it's I know their beer French tastes with a, pretty well. French with a funny accent. Oh, no, I'm not even going to do it. Nope. That's just nope. so... Nope. That's I was just going down a road. Culturally inappropriate, <laughs> Chops. Going down a road I should not have traveled. Yeah, good call. Oh, but right. I... In any event, 
I yeah I I I definitely see your point that yeah. it is it is very it is very Agatha Christie it is very uh, Her- Hercule Poirot uh, which uh, for the record is uh, a little on the dull side the show the show oh there I've was never a show I know I know I've never watched the show because most it's a British show right it is yeah it was uh, on the BBC I most think most of those I find dreadfully boring. I, I cannot handle them. They're it's just weird. so boring. I uh, I got really into a show called Inspector Lewis, which is a BBC murder mystery series. I really, really like mm. that. Anyone who's into murder mysteries, SVU, stuff like that, totally give it a recommend, uh, recommendation for me. Uh, but there was, uh, around the same time, because I, I don't have cable anymore, but when I first caught Inspector Lewis, I'd caught uh, uh, Hercule, or the, uh, Poirot, the, the series. And it was like a newer episode. And I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is good. Like, Poirot is kind of fussy, and he's kind of like, you know, a, a little uptight. But I like his character. I like what they did. Like, this is a really good murder mystery. And so I bought, like, the first season off of BBC, because I was like, I'll start from the beginning. And the beginning is so boring. Oh, it is so dull. And you probably don't even need to watch any of those to really see the rest of the series. No, not in the least. So you just skip ahead now. I sold it already. That's a good idea. Uh, the older ones were, were a little eh, but uh, but the, the, the newer stuff uh, from Poirot I thought was pretty good that I Luther saw. Luther is a really good series as well. I haven't seen it. I've heard that is oh, awesome. So good. As well as Broadchurch. Broadchurch. I'm not Broadchurch. The first season was really good. The second season was kind of bleh. And then they tried to do an Americanization of it with the same actor, like oh. main actor, but different other actors. It was not as good. Don't, oh. don't watch the so, Americanization. What is it? Broadchurch? Broadchurch, yeah. Broadchurch it's a, it's a and Luther. Show. It's okay. got David Tennant as the detective in it. Oh, yeah. neat. Yeah. I, I will say, because uh, uh, I watched uh, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's really good. It's too. really good. Uh, a lot of the actors in Sherlock are actors I've seen in Inspector Lewis. Oh, so yeah. I was watching it and I was just like, oh, that's weird. I was like, I don't, I, that's, I, why is this guy a villain right now? This is really weird. Yeah. And yeah, but I, I, we're, we're way off topic right now. But it's murder mysteries. It's series. murder mysteries. It's pretty close, I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I it just, you know, we, we need to get back on topic, but don't beat yourself up over okay. it. All you right, know, we're you. not talking about sushi right now. I feel much better. Did I hear somebody say sushi? My favorite role. Anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I regret this episode already. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, this game is about 120 puzzles in the main game. That's a lot of puzzles. Um, yeah, there is a lot of puzzles. That's a whole. There were like, a bunch of like downloadable ones, right? There's like uh, 15 or so that can be. Uh, let's see here, 25. Just about a little bit over 25 that you could download back in the day. Uh, you can't do that anymore uh. because the. Uh, the you had to use the Nintendo Wi-Fi connection to do it. Oh, and that no longer exists. Like oh, it's not a functioning n- thing anymore. No, it isn't. So you actually can't do that. You, do, I'm assuming there's probably a way to get them, but I, I don't know how. I'm curious to know if 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 games that have unlocked that already sell for more than like games that haven't. Huh. I don't know. I would be interested to find that out at some point. Um, there's also a bonus feature called Hidden Door, and there's a code that you input uh, in the menu. Um, uh, let's see here. I'm reading my notes. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. This is for the second game. Um, <laughs> that's why I stopped. Uh, but anyways, there's like little things. I was going to say, I have a oh, Hidden yeah. Door. I was yeah, like, this is something new. Was, I've never heard of this before. That was for Professor Layton in the Diabolical Box, which I played a little bit of, uh, but I didn't play a ton of it. After You kind of get your fill with the first one. It's it's a lot of puzzles, and then when you lot. get to the second game, it's just more puzzles. It's just more of the same. It's more of the same, but not of the same. It's the same feel and yeah. uh, whimsy of the game, the style, the art style, the characters. Yeah. But it's, it's just, it's... You can't push yourself through this. You got to take your time with these kind of games. Oh no, I would agree with that. I I feel like when I played Professor Layton, I didn't rush through the game. It was sort of you know I I would you know if I was bored or something at it. Yeah, like maybe I played it I, at my own pace. Yeah, maybe if I had gone to a buddy's and like it was his turn playing a video game and it was just sort of like you know just hanging out. It was like oh okay, well I'm gonna screw around with this puzzle or whatever yeah. you know and or or if you're out and about or something and it's like oh i'm stuck waiting on this appointment you know play it that way so so yeah no absolutely it's definitely a game that if you just try to force your way through it i don't know it's 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 
you know, logic puzzles and stuff. It's hard to force your way through a yeah. game like that. You can force your way through like a platformer. You can force your way through a shooter. Right, because that's more skill training. This is like using your brain in 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 different ways. Not saying that it's it's hard it's to harder. use your brain. It I, it is hard to use your brain. I felt like a dummy on a lot of these puzzles, and I played this when I was like twenty or twenty two or something like that. Yeah, I was. You know, I was. I was a little bit older. I was going to say I'm a little older than you. So it's yeah. I was. I was a few years. Anyway, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, uh, but yeah, no, I, there, there were definitely times I would like look at a puzzle and I'd be like, oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. And like maybe like Xander was over or something and he'd just be like, just do this. And it was like, oh, right. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Thanks I for making me feel dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's also gizmos in this game. You know about these? Refresh my memory. Gizmos are little pieces that you get after completing certain puzzles, and once you have enough pieces, you get to put them all together and build a robotic dog. So they have nothing to do with the gremlin? The gremlin. Gizmo? The gremlin? Not, no, not you mean the mogwai gremlin. No, mogwai gizmo. Because he, he's not really a gremlin, he's a mogwai. Um, Here I was thinking that know, I would I would like catch you totally off guard with my joke, but the only reason you were caught off guard is because I got it wrong yeah. and ruined the punchline. Yeah, 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 yep. 100%. He's mm-hmm. a mogwai. All right, fair enough. Um, uh, robot dog, though. Yes, the robot dog, so you can put all your pieces together, uh-huh. and then you assemble the robot dog, and he's able to sniff out hidden coins, hidden hidden coins, oh, okay. and puzzles. Um, so it's just kind of a way to get more hints, play more puzzles. The whole game, if we haven't <laughs> mentioned this enough already, is you solve puzzles to get more puzzles. It's it's a endless, terrifyingly making you feel stupid game of awesome puzzles but then also monotony it's a, it's a love i have a love-hate relationship with this game i think i'm no, just I, now realizing it's very <laughs> this is a very cathartic episode for me again i don't know if this is like a number two or number three cathartic episode oh no that's good i i'm glad we're working through this uh Thank with you, you here chops because uh, uh we are going to get to the root of your problems here in uh any episode now uh, someday and uh but no i i i think that if you and this is a game for anybody who's really into puzzles. And I know that like we you we use our the listeners term so loosely. Our listeners are now turning off the episode because we've just said puzzles, puzzles, puzzles yes. so many times in a row now. But but that's what it is. It is. It's 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 brain teasers. It's it's like they're sliding puzzles. like like so for my new position at work, I had to take assessments where they were logic puzzles, math puzzles. So like I, I, I attribute a lot of my ability to take that, <laughs> that assessment to this. So are you saying, just throwing this out there, Chops, for our listeners. The video games made me better at my job? Yes. Yes. Yes, they did. That's awesome. And well, they didn't necessarily make you better at your job, but they, they got a, you they, your job, right? They got me a new job that I like a lot. So yeah, so like you're doing things like... You know, Charlie is taller than Susie, and Susie is taller than Bill, but Bill is shorter than Ralph. How tall is Susie? You know, like you're doing like, mm-hmm. I, I probably didn't make any sense actually, but it, it, you're doing a lot of things like that as well as, oh, here's a sequence of numbers and what's the pattern in here and finding that or or here's a path and you have to try to connect these two paths together to make a shape or something like that. So. I got a, a, a quick little uh, puzzle here for you. A quick oh, little riddle. No, no. Just a quick little riddle, right Chops. Here? Oh. Right here, right now. Mm. And I, here's the thing. Just so that we don't have to bog anything down, I'm just going to time it. So that way it's not that you have to dwell on it. It's not going like, to have our listeners be like, oh, my God, it's been silent for like 20 minutes. Are they still there? Did they just get up and leave? Here's a puzzle for you and our listeners that I heard when I was a kid. And it's... It's not a great one, but it's okay. So, a man wakes up for work, gets himself ready, gets his lunch ready, you know, prepares himself. He walks off or walks out of his uh, apartment. He's on the 50th floor of this giant apartment building. He goes to the elevator, presses one, goes all the way down, gets off, goes to work. Hours later, he comes back. He gets into the elevator, he hits 25, gets to the 25th floor, and then proceeds to walk all the way up. 25 flights of stairs to get to his apartment where he's tired, gets home, and then goes to bed. Why didn't he go to the 50th floor? Oh, my God. Uh... Actually, never mind. I utterly ruined it. Okay. I... (laughs) 
utterly ruined it. I almost want to go back and start it over, uh, but I can't because this is now locked in stone forever. The trick is that you offhandedly mention it's a short man, and you just say, short man gets himself ready for work, blah, 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 and then hits, and so he's not tall enough to hit the 50th button. That's the gag. The, the, the oh yeah, so I would never have gotten it in because I didn't. Ru- the, yeah, I ruined, ruined the it. puzzle. Yep, I ruined it utterly. That's horrible. Nice. I, I'm, I'm. I'm embarrassed that this is now saved forever I'm on this so podcast. Glad. I'm so glad this happened now. <laughs> I was so frightened, and now, now I don't look like the dummy for a change. I know the ribbit, uh, the, the riddles ribbit? from the the rivets, the riddles from the Hobbit. Oh, you want one of those? I don't know what those are either. Oh really? Yeah. Well, those I know by heart. So here's a, a quick oh one for you. Yeah, don't mess this one up. I will not mess this one up. It cannot be seen. It cannot be heard. It cannot be felt. It cannot be smelt. It lies behind stars and under hills and empty holes it fills. It comes first and follows after. Ends life, kills laughter. What is it? Did you ever see the Hobbit movie? I did see the Hobbit movie, but I don't remember. Oh, the answer's in that movie I and the book. I don't remember uh, what the answer was. It fills stars? Uh, it uh, Empty holes it fills. Lies behind stars. Lies behind stars and, and something with hills? What was it? Oh, uh, lies behind stars and under hills and empty holes it fills. Oh, is it death? Nope. I don't know. That's what everyone uh, guesses usually when I give them this uh, riddle. It is darkness. Darkness. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that, that one I didn't mess up. Nope. Thanks, Craig. Hey, you're welcome, buddy. <laughs> I was I would have thought you would have uh uh remembered that? Well, did you never read the book though? No. Oh, okay. So you weren't that into it. I started to read The Hobbit. Or, I'm sorry, not The Hobbit. The um The First Lord of the Rings. No, I did. I started to read The Hobbit. Super boring. Then I just stopped. Really? Yeah. I cuz I I always felt like The Fellowship of the Ring was the part the the, the books where it got boring. I yeah, I really no, liked The J.R.R. Hobbit. J.R.R. Tolkien uh just bores me. I never said he was the best writer around. No, that's true. <laughs> never said that. We've gone off the deep end on this episode a what? lot. What? No, okay, fair enough. But uh, I mean, you know, those were riddles. That was that wasn't too far. <laughs> those off. were riddles. Eh, All that's right. Not too far Anyways, off. Professor Layton, DS. What do you have to say? I was going to say, I. Uh, how gorgeous is the art in this game? It's it's. Uh, I love it. The cell shading. Level it's five perfect. does amazing work. Well, and even the cutscenes in it are they're gorgeous. Cool. They're amazing. They're fully animated, to yeah. the best of my knowledge. Yeah, they're like little. They remind me of Miyazaki, like just like movie scenes. It's very it, Miyazaki. It is. It's very pretty, but it, there's such a cool theme to it all. Lots of browns and bronze and golds and just this whole world is is perfectly themed upon itself on how people talk the puzzles the the story mm-hmm. how the how the characters personalities are it's uh I like it. The kid annoys me a little bit, but that's just looks because, a little obnoxious. Just because that's what you know little kids do. They annoy you. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. <laughs> I said that specifically for you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. And uh, but yeah, no, the I uh, the uh, the art to the game is just so good, and uh, I think there's something else that really encapsulates the uh, the thematics of the game. The golden apple. I was going to say the music, but do you oh. want to chat about the golden apple? Nope. Continue. All right, fair enough. So the uh, the music is done by a uh, composer named Tomohito uh, Nishiura, uh, who not only worked on pretty much all of the Layton games, pretty much all of them have done been done by Tomohito here, but uh, he also did Dark Cloud, which is okay, a level 5 that's a RPG. a very popular game. Here's one that I think you'll appreciate, Chops. Rogue Galaxy. Ooh, that game that you will not play. I didn't say I won't play it. I just I I had <laughs> the never game played that I it made before. you the game I made you vote for Zegram Gart. Yes, the pi- space pirate guy. Yes. I that's I was absolutely going to guess that name. Uh <laughs> So, a lot of people have complained about the soundtrack to this game. They feel like it's a little repetitive. And I can kind of understand why, because of the fact that you keep getting puzzles, and so you keep getting like the puzzle theme, yeah, which is real mild and and sort of like you know it's just there to kind of be ambient noise, basically. You know, it's it's not there to like you know be incredibly moving. It's there to just be like, hey, you know, just you know when you get around to it, we need this puzzle solved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I uh, the the one theme I do really really enjoy, and and this is probably about. 
honestly, I would say probably everyone's favorite theme is just Layton's theme, like kind of the main theme in the game. So we're going to go ahead and uh, let you guys listen to this for a bit, and uh, we'll, we'll see how you like it. Layton's theme, uh, which is uh, a, has a lot of French lot of accordion. Fun. Yeah, I like I, it a lot. I, I will say, I, I really this is an unpopular opinion, I think, but I'm going to throw it out there. I, I, I think you might appreciate it with me, Chop. So I'm hoping we're together on this. I'm, I'm very much on the side of unpopular opinions. I really like the accordion. Me too. It's a, a really, really whimsical instrument. It depends on what it's in. Polka, not so much. I don't mind polka. It's okay, but in this, this it fits perfectly. It's the same thing with like clarinet and jazz songs. Mm-hmm. I love clarinet and jazz songs because it's such a unique sound. I I feel like in this particular piece, it's almost like you're running through the streets of like Paris yeah, or something. Yeah, it's like it's like it's a little bit exciting, you know, which is funny because it's a game about you wandering around and solving puzzles, right? But I. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really, really like this song. I, I think that uh, uh, it's really well done. And even if uh, the rest of the game's music is a little bit more on the sort of repetitive side, you know, because there's only so much music for every puzzle, you mm-hmm. know, and everything. But uh, I, I really enjoy it. Now, uh, Chops, I did want to uh, touch base a little bit about the kind of odd plot to the game. Oh, yeah. What, what's so odd about it? Well, uh, spoiler alert, the golden apple is actually a girl who's like, I think like a, a robot who was made by the Baron or something. I don't know what you mean. And then like the all the people in the city are also robots made by the Baron. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And, and then like they like if if they take the treasure, it like makes it so that like the 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 city stops working. Yeah. And so they decide to leave the treasure there. Yeah. It was it was kind of weird. It's sad. It's a it's, little sad. It's a little melancholy. Like it's mm-hmm. this so these people don't know this, no, do they? I so, don't think they do. I don't so remember them knowing. They they want this treasure that they feel is going to bring them everlasting joy, power, whatever you want to whatever they're putting onto that. Mm-hmm. And it's this sad realization that since the Baron's passed, now nobody knows that he created this world and that there is no real treasure and you're all not real people, but you're real people. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's, it's pretty a, heavy. It's real existential. Yeah. I uh, I remember thinking that it was really odd at the uh, the end of the game, like when you get to the end. And the other thing that I thought was kind of weird is at one point like there's somebody masquerading as like Professor Layton in the game and like causing him trouble or something and like the whole time you're like oh my god like oh, this is really weird and only to find out like Layton, uh, Layton is like oh no it's Don Paolo like my arch enemy and it's this like old guy who like you know is is basically like trying to get in Professor Layton's way but it's like you didn't like I, I get that this is a spoof of like murder mysteries and stuff, and like you know, like Sherlock had Professor Moriarty, yeah. you know. So I mean, there's 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 a precedent for this where it's like, oh, it's my old rival coming back again. But like, we didn't know that they, that rival existed. We had no idea, and he just Don Paolo pops out of nowhere, like does some you know shady antics, and then like gets away or something. 
Yeah, it's weird. It's just There's a lot weird. of weird tones in this game. Mm-hmm. It just, like, it's not a lot. There's enough in it to where it's just like, uh, was that the right choice to make? I mean, at the end of the day, it's Professor Layton comes to investigate a, the, the mysterious death of a person who potentially leaves behind treasure. And every single person in the city not only is a robot, they robots in disguise. But not the cool Transformer kind. No, not more than meets the end. No, no. I could only be so lucky. But uh, otherwise, yeah, they, they love to give riddles. But it almost makes a little bit more sense when you think about it um, in that why context. why they love to give riddles? Because they're created to give riddles? Yeah. They're just created to, like, give brain teasers. His master plan, the Baron, was when I die... It's going to be one heck of a ride. You're going to have to come to our town and solve all these puzzles. You're going to have the most obnoxious time trying to solve my disappearance. Yep. And I'm, we're going to make old people robots. We're going to make fancy people robots. Like, it's just... How? Uh, how? Yeah. How? The logistics of this? Don't don't even... No. When you think more about this, it's just going to get much worse and worse. I'm sure that there must have been oh, a, no, a reason for building an old overweight robot but for the life of me i can't think of why you would design yeah, that yep i know craig mm. i know let's not delve down into that too much i i just i mean wha- yep let's keep going Fair so enough. one last thing i want to mention is that level five the maker of this game also made the nino kuni series which is funny that we referenced it being as very miyazaki-esque because yeah because let's face it uh nino kuni is a series that works hand in hand with Studio Ghibli. Yep, Ghibli, Ghibli, Ghibli. Ghibli. I say Ghibli. I, I say Ghibli too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's uh, uh, it's I, I had almost forgotten about that. Me too. I, th- I, th- I thought it sounded really familiar, and I just couldn't put my finger on it. We only just talked about Nino Kuni a few episodes ago, right? In our retro uh, remake episode. Oh, we did, didn't we? Oh, yeah, I guess just a few uh, episodes ago. Go back and check that out if you haven't already. Uh, just a little shameless plug there, but I, I. Yeah, no, uh, Level 5 does some really solid work. Mm-hmm. They honestly, I've, like, I wouldn't say that I've, like, like loved, you know, obje- like, just utterly, utterly adored everything that they've done. But, like, I can't think of any games they've done that have been bad. Yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah, I, I, I would equate, equate them to, like, Rockstar. I can kind of see I enjoy, like that. Yeah. I really enjoy Rockstar's games. There isn't anything that's blown me out of the water, but they're solid games, you know. Yeah. Um. So as far as level five goes, they're they should just keep doing what they're doing. Uh. Maybe sh- try something a little bit more risky or you mean like Yokai Watch. I mean, cut Yokai Watch out from their their <laughs> games list, and they should be fine. Honestly, I I don't I don't know if I would actually consider it risky. I mean, in America, it's a risky business venture because it's like, hey, collect Japanese spirits. That's quirky and weird yeah, because we're a melting pot of religions as long as it's Christianity. You know, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, but uh, but in you know Japan, that had to be just a money maker from the start. Oh, I'm hey, sure. do you want Pokemon? But it's culturally specific to our nation, and you can get watch toys to like help you uh, like pretend to be in this game. Oh, I'm sure they had tons of memorabilia. Yeah, the game was. was real popular over there. Oh, but, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, any any parting thoughts on uh, Professor Layton? Play it. I love puzzle games. If you have any, like, interest in puzzle games, you should at least just give it a try. It's probably not a very expensive game either. I can't imagine it would be very pricey. But I have uh, one final parting shot before we uh, move on, and that is Professor Layton in Smash. Calling it now. You heard it here first. I bet Professor Layton's going to be in Smash, the next one, for the Switch. That's Chops, don't look at me like that. Chops, don't, don't, don't you turn away. Don't you turn away, Chops. Uh, let's get into our retro relapse because you're disappointing. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Today's Retro Relapse is a very special one. Is it now? It is amazingly special. It is our first Game Genie Patreon perk Special for Retro Relapse. That's right. If you are a Patreon member of the $5 caliber, you have the opportunity to participate in this show with the Game Genie perk. You get to pick 
a retro relapse game for us to play. We just had our first one picked out, and we had uh, our wonderful super fan, Sean Flack. The Flack attack the Flack strikes attack. again. Yep. Sean Flack, who's uh, uh, just an awesome guy. And, uh, he's and a, how does the perk work? Sorry, it ah, was, it was good random, question. right? Yes, uh, so we... I, for, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to how cool Sean Flack is yeah, in just a moment. there's so much to say. Sean Flack can wait for just a minute while we get to how cool he is. We'll get to how cool he is in a bit here. Uh, no, uh, uh, we have uh, the Game Genie perk where basically uh, it's randomly drawn who wins it. And if you're the one who's the lucky winner, uh, the next batch of recording we do we will include your choice for retro relapse in the uh the the episode Mm -hmm. we 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 only ask that it is a retro game uh so it can't be you know after uh or can't be from like playstation 3 and like onward you Mm -hmm. know so like you know try to try to make it a retro game uh and uh, uh we also are hoping that it will be a fairly accessible game, like one we can get a hold of. Because if we can't find your game, if we have no way to play it, then or it's going to make it hard. we spend a lot of money on it, not going to happen. Well, oh, there are ways around that. Okay, whatever. But preferably through legitimate means. We we prefer to do everything in very legitimate terms here, and uh, uh, it would be it would be great if we can actually get our hands on the game, or or if we even already have it. You know, whatever the case may be. But our winner for the first time is. Like Chop said, super fan Sean Flack, who's who's been a, a big supporter of the show. It's definitely appreciated. I mean, he's he's on Patreon alone. That's amazing. That's awesome. You know, we definitely appreciate all our patrons. But he's But if you're not Sean Flack good, then we don't like you as much. <laughs> right? Is that what you're saying? I didn't say it, but I sure was thinking it. Oh, uh, Just kidding. No, we, we appreciate all our patrons. and But Sean Flack has been been really going the extra mile, and I feel like, you know, uh, on Twitter especially, I'm seeing a lot of retweets out there, uh, a lot of even just, like, you know, tweets in general just saying, like, hey, these guys are great. And, you know, I mean, I, I get it, Sean Flack, that you prefer Noobs and Dragons. It's Okay. I'm on that show, too, so I'm all right with that. I run that show. I don't know what you're trying to get at right now. <laughs> I'm trying to plug Noobs and Dragons. Okay. Well, and, uh, let's stop that. <laughs> well, hold on. Noobs and Dragons is a show where we talk about okay. Dungeons and Dragons. Anyways, anyway, Sean uh, Flagg, <laughs> he was the winner, and he chose for us Tales of Symphonia. Originally released on GameCube uh, in North America on July 13th, 2004. Yep. Uh, and uh, uh, later in uh, uh, Europe there. But uh, otherwise, it is a uh, uh, like an action RPG from Namco. The Tales series, I believe, started with Tales of Fantasia on Super Nintendo. And uh, this is the outing for GameCube. Uh, it was eventually put on the, uh, I think, PC and Steam. Yes. So, uh, so if you don't have access to a GameCube and you're interested in this game, definitely give it a look on uh, Steam and see if it's available there. Uh, basically, it is a uh, an action RPG where you play as Lloyd Irving, who's uh, I believe it is, and and I it's been a bit since I played it. We'll get to that in a moment. But uh, Lloyd Irving uh, and like some of his friends from his town have to escort uh, Colette, uh, who is his childhood friend, who's on this like like journey to like kind of like become like an angel. Like as she goes throughout these dungeons, she gains like more and more holy power, and you find out that her like father is like a legitimate angel, and like is like perpetually like giving her like power as like she goes through this quest oh, that's heavy yeah it is it's it's uh I've, I've not beaten the game but uh but basically you find out there's this evil empire that's trying to stop that and of course they like attack your town and like you know you cause trouble and so you get like booted out of the city because it's like pretty much your fault and i uh, and so at that point it's like well lloyd doesn't have much else to do except to die in a ditch somewhere so he might as well escort his childhood friend and be one more guard for her like you know like journey yeah i uh, it's uh i actually have a little bit of history on this game so i i, I definitely want to chat a little bit about that uh but i uh, but no it's it's fun the combat system is really really enjoyable it's it seems like it's 
the variety is there without it being overwhelming. Because yeah. with a lot of JRPGs, you can get these games that are just like, there's so much to do on these characters. Yeah, absolutely. That, that no matter how cool this story is, it's overwhelming just to start a battle. Yeah, it is. It, some games can just be that overwhelming that it's just like, oh my God, I don't even want to do this. Right. But this, it's cool. It's got a, it's not random encounter, one. So you're not mm-hmm. like killing yourself over. I can't even go anywhere because I'm running into enemies. It's all on the world map, mm-hmm. but then it's it's an action, so you're actually engaging a little bit more into it, and you're controlling one character. You're not juggling 17 characters and classes and, and trying to figure out the best uh, strategy to go with. Yeah, it's because it is an action RPG. It's uh, basically you you know bump into an enemy, and then it opens up a field, and then it's almost like a, a 2D plane. Like, you, you can sort of ad- adjust your targeting to change enemies, but, like, you, uh, the, the screen style shifts so that it's always, like, 2D. You're always yes. moving left to right. And basically, you just, like, if you're playing Lloyd Irving, you just run up and hit him with the swords. That's it. It's pretty simple, you and, know. Yeah, you said you had a specific playstyle that you liked. Yes, I when I uh, when I was playing through this, and I actually uh, uh, it was funny that uh, Sean Flack had uh, uh, recommended this game for uh, Retro Relapse because I in the previous months have actually played through a decent chunk of the game. Uh, I've I've not beaten it or anything. It's sort of on the back burner now, especially while I'm you know playing around with like my long plays and stuff, which you know time consuming. But uh, quit plugging your products, gosh. Anyway, uh, but uh, but anyway, what I would do is I chose all the side characters that like buffed or healed, like more more support oriented, and basically it was just Lloyd Irving having all of his friends in the back just running away from enemies, just being like extra defense, extra attack, heal, and it was just me fighting off every enemy. It was a lot of fun. I'm not opposed to that. That's what I'd basically do in Xenoblades. <laughs> You just have everyone hide in the back and you just take no, care of everything? No, I just have, no, well, yeah, I have a character who draws all the aggro, who doesn't get hit, and another guy that just deals damage, and I'll just deal damage the whole time. That's great. Yeah. It's a fun play style. It's, uh, and it's funny because, like, in in uh, in Tales of uh, Symphonia, it's a, a little weirder because not only am I damaged, but I'm also the tank. So Ooh, it's, okay, so, so it's, it's, it's less that I'm a tank and more that I st- run in as a striker, hit the enemy hard. And then when an enemy slips past me, I have to then run back to save my friends. So your friends are screwed if you're not doing your job. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. They can't do anything without me in that play style. So well, they could, they could do, you know, pitiful plink damage. So of the tales game, do you know what one this is in the series? Oh, like what number it is? Yeah. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say this is like the third. Uh, I do know that, well, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that Tales of Fantasia was number one on Super Nintendo. Uh, Do you have an idea? Chops, or are you? Uh, uh, I'm asking a legit. <laughs> oh, you didn't question. know. I thought I, you were quizzing know. me. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I believe it was the second or third of the uh, Tales games. I uh, now I uh, well. Chops, you know, does a search for, uh, you know, Google search and uh, tries to find uh, the tail series in a listing there. Uh, I did want to uh, chat about uh, an experience I had with this years ago. I have a buddy named Rod, uh, my buddy Rod, who's an artist. Uh, we've, I've talked about him on the show previously. I don't know if uh, I have while uh, you've been on the show, uh, Chops, but uh, my buddy is is great artist, really cool guy, really, really one of my best buddies. But I, I get it. You like him. Continue. Don't get jealous. I am jealous. Who is this Rod? Let me fight him to the death. <laughs> Dude, don't fight Rod. No, is he, totally is he taking he, he, his jack? Oh, yeah. He's he'll, he'll hurt me. Never mind. Never mind. False alarm. Strike that. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so Rod came by one time and he had swung by uh, the video game store, GameStop, and he picked up a game that was multiplayer because he wanted to you know play with us or whatever. And he had picked this game up. It was like on, it was like used and on sale or something. And so he snagged uh, Tales of Symphonia, and I feel so bad because like we just made fun of the game so much. Like it's kind of cheesy at the start, and there's this really big jerk uh, uh, in the start of the game. His name is Kratos, and like at the start of the game, like he's the god of war, Kratos. It might be. Uh, if you bring up uh, the spelling of his name, uh, I, I might be able to... Uh, uh, okay, we'll continue with your story. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but uh, so 
Kratos is just this giant jerk at the start of the game. Basically, like he's like he's he's perpetually looking down on you because you're just a kid, and he's like been hired to like escort this girl who is this great mission, and like so he he's like this really like world renowned warrior supposedly, and he's just this giant jerk to the main character. He's just the biggest piece of crap. So we started calling him Kraptos. Oh, jeez. And so, like, every time we were, like, he would, like, because we would, like, you know, like, w- when we would talk, like, the, the lines out loud and stuff, it'd be like, hey, Kraptos. And so, like, the whole time, like, my buddy Rod has, like, brought this game over. Let it, like, he bought it himself, like, for us to play. In fact, the copy that I have is the one that he left behind after he moved away. So my giant jerk self just the whole time was making fun of this. But when I was playing through the game again, I was like, okay, I got to give I gotta Kratos here a, a, a fair shake. Peace. He's a piece of crap, and I hate him, so okay. he deserves the name Kratos. All right, all right, all right. Well, this is the fifth game in the series. Fifth? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Wow, fifth? Yeah. Well, I'll be danged. Tales of Fantasia, Tales of Destiny, Eternia, Destiny 2, and then Symphonia. Oh, wow. I, I was way off. I, I thought second or third. Totally off. So, I really enjoy the game. I think the series is is a, a pretty fun one. I like the the combat style. I, I'm normally not a big action RPG guy, mm-hmm. but this one I think is handled really well. There are some bad action RPGs out there. there so really are. this one, because you can kind of just be overwhelmed. Like for example, Eternal Sonata, not a, not a great action RPG game for me because it's like <laughs> action RPG, but it's turn based as, as well. So it's there's there's a formats that you can do action RPG well mm-hmm. and still make the combat compelling and the characters different and creative enough to where it's it's unique when you play it. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. So uh, for this game, what would you rate it though on the eight bit scale? On the eight bit scale, it's it's not my normal style of RPG. I think the plot is a little on the cheesy side. The voice acting is kind of eh. Uh, but I'm going to give it a, I'm going to say, and this is me being harsh. This is me trying to be as like, you know, as objective as possible here. I would give it a six out of eight. Oh, that's you being harsh? It's it's fun. Like the combat is a lot of fun. Okay. It is a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. It's just that the plot is a little on the cheesy side. The voice acting is a little eh, because back then it, you know, generally wasn't the best. Was certainly wasn't the worst by any means. I feel like a lot of the characters I I wasn't like super into, you know. But but the gameplay is really carries it. I think so. I, I think a six out of eight. I would probably give it a four. Just an average. Just an average. I I, I I'm I'm not drawn to action RPGs that much. Mm-hmm. And if it's a compelling game and story then I'll be drawn to it more. Ah, so because the story is a little on the uh, side. It's a little on the uh, side, and it's an action RPG already. Um, it's just an average game for me. I can also, see that. Also, on the GameCube, I didn't play a lot of role-playing games just because I, I was more into Smash, uh, uh, Zelda. Like, There's other things going on in the GameCube era that it was pulling my attention away because if I want to play a role-playing game, I just go to my PS2, which I didn't play this on the PS2. Uh, oh, this wasn't even I on the PS2, I don't think. I don't it was, think. Yeah, because I don't think it was released for it. No, I think it was just GameCube. Oh, and computer. And then uh, right? uh, computer, I think. I could be crazy, uh, but I'm pretty sure. Um, let's see. PlayStation 2. Yeah. Oh, PlayStation 2. Yeah, I'll be I dang, it was I eventually ported. I, th- I think it was on there, yeah. <laughs> PlayStation 3. Um, even though it got a, a, a best you know player's choice label on it, uh, it was very popular on it. But I, yeah, I just it's not... I didn't play. I haven't played many of the other Tales games, at least in depth. So maybe I need to give them another shot. Uh, maybe I need to. Maybe I need to play more action RPG games. I don't know. I don't. You're you're into uh, uh, Xenoblade uh, Blade Two, right? I'm, Xenoblade, so Xenoblade Chronicles. Chronicles I'm, I'm super into. So this may be the time when I should go back and play some of these because that is a very action based. It's it's very well done and balanced. So mm-hmm. I will have a I think I'll have a hard time maybe getting into some older ones, but that could never be. know. I I will say uh, I really enjoyed Tales of Fantasia. I played that uh, uh, quite a bit, uh, which was the Super Nintendo Tales game. 
uh, which I really enjoyed. I feel like the I feel like the plot was a little stronger in that one than in mm-hmm. uh, the, this uh, Tales of Symphonia one. But I really enjoyed Tales of Symphonia. I I think uh, I think it's de- if if you're into action RPGs and especially if you're into like the GameCube. Give it a give it a uh, give it a watch. I I can't imagine it's super expensive because it's so exp- uh, accessible. Yeah, you never know. Tales games. I don't know. I thought they were more on the pricier side. Ooh, then go ahead and check it out on Steam. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, check it out on Steam then. All right. Well, thank you, Sean Flack, for being the first game genie uh, retro relapse choice giver, and we really appreciate your support. Please spread the news. Not just you, Sean Flack, but everybody. Sean Flack is carrying a lot of weight here. He, he is a Superman. Um, so go to GameZillaMedia.com, but also Patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia, and you'll be able to sign up, and you can, you know, if you decide to give $5 to us a month, you'll get a chance to pick our next Retro Relapse. And I think that's a pretty cool way to contribute to the show. Absolutely. I I, I think that... Uh, uh, I think that I'm 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 really really excited to see what everyone's going to be choosing for their retro relapse, like mm-hmm. all the winners moving forward. Because I because the glitch is just going to really wreck us if he wins. I hope the glitch doesn't win. I know me too. <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap up our episode today, I think it's time to talk about our NES music brackets. Yes, yes. So today we have two games. Uh, one I know, and one I don't really. I never really played much of. Really? Um, so our first song is going to be from the classic NES game Punch-Out, otherwise known as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Or Punch-Out featuring Mr. Dream. Or Punch-Out featuring Mr. Dream. Um, and this is going to be the fighting theme from the game. And let's give it a listen. theme from punch out is uh definitely a classic oh, i love it so i much. uh i uh, definitely uh enjoy it now uh let's go ahead and take a look and see uh the composer for punch out i just want to go ahead and uh confirm that uh the composer for punch out is actually a team of yukio kaneoka akito nakasuka and kenji yamamoto uh that- kenji sounds familiar Kenji, does that, that, that name sound familiar? Oh well, let's uh, double check into Kenji Yamamoto. Uh, it might be because uh, Kenji Yamamoto has uh, worked on some of the uh, Metroid games. Yeah, uh, that's why he uh, did do uh, Super Metroid, uh, or at least was one of the composers on Super mm-hmm. Metroid. So uh, you know, definitely a good pedigree there. Uh, now uh, the and there, uh, we, I, Xander and I. Uh, you unfortunately missed it. Did uh, an episode on Punch Out uh, before for Legend of Retro, so you know definitely give that a listen to where we go pretty in depth with the music and everything. But uh, but this song is great. Like it is so exciting. It's so it's it's iconic. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if you never played it before, then you wouldn't know. But I I have a hard time believing that if a person were to listen to that song, they wouldn't know what it was from. It's a very popular song you know when it comes to like nintendo music everything like that it's it's definitely one of the classics now to compete with this classic though uh this one is you know a part of me wants to say it's a little more obscure it's it's not one of the classics made by nintendo nope uh but it is a classic regardless it is the level one music from blaster master a sunsoft classic let's go ahead and give it a listen
theme. Definitely an exciting uh, uh, track. It's a it's a lot different than the Punch Out theme. It really is. It's it, the the Punch Out theme. Is, fright theme is more like um, anticipation. It's a lot more uh, in the moment. Whereas this is more of an adventure, more yeah. of an outgoing piece. And it's it's weird to hear these two like these really two different styles of music on the same system. You're right. It, it's very. They're both very, very different tracks, and I feel like you it know could be the age of when the game came out. Well, that's, that definitely has a little bit to do with it. I'm sure. You know. I mean, I, I think. Well, I don't know. They couldn't have been too far apart. But I. Uh, but in any event, uh, I. It, it's. I, I feel like it really highlights what the Nintendo could do. You know, it'd be. Uh, I. I think that there have been. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, you know, I almost want to call them comparisons. Uh, uh, different bracket battles, I guess yeah. I could say, that we've had where it's been quite different themes. But like this time around, it seems like they're very, very different. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, logistics wise of like companies and when they were programming these things for oh. for the systems. But oh, speaking of which, oh. uh, the composer for uh, Blaster Master uh, is uh, Naoki uh, Kodaka. Uh, now. Uh, Kodaka here uh, is actually uh, pretty well known, even if it, the name isn't ringing a bell, because uh, Kodaka here uh, not only did, of course, Blaster Master, uh, he did Journey to Silius and Batman on the Nintendo. Yes, one of my favorite NES games. Batman? Yes. They, I love that Sunsoft game. did really good work. Yeah. And Batman is is an amazing game. And honestly, Blaster Master is an amazing game. Sunsoft in general did really great stuff. And uh, even though Journey to Silius is a little bit more obscure, and it's a pretty tough game, it's quite difficult, the music in it is very good. Yeah, maybe maybe it could be all in the composers, too. You know, oh yeah, not necessarily I, just the game, but it's just the people and part of you know part of that experience. Just like with the Batman theme, you know, uh, the Batman song from the first level, mm-hmm. like one of my favorites. It's it, there's there, I don't there's hard to find other things like it, and I guess Blaster Master is, is a good example of of that kind of complexity and storytelling in a piece on, on the S cream. Yeah, no, I I would definitely agree with that. I I think that. When it comes to the, you know, the the NES, when it comes to really any, you know, uh, video game systems music, you know, let's face it, there's some music on like the like even the Nintendo using that as the example. You know, if you look at like, you know, Blaster Master's level one theme, if you look at, you know, uh, Punch Out's fight theme, you know, they're both great pieces. But it doesn't mean the Nintendo always had good music. Like, have you ever listened to the music from like? Rocky and Bullwinkle on Nintendo? No, I have not. It's utter garbage. It is horrible. It's just disjointed and awkward and terrible. So, I mean, it's not that it's like, oh, the Nintendo is just it just made good music. It's definitely on the composers. Yeah. The composers deserve so many props. And it's really kind of a shame that back then, a lot of the people making these video games didn't get the props they deserved, no, even in the didn't. credits. They were working with what they had, and they made amazing music from it but mm-hmm. then yeah they didn't get the credit they should have yeah it's really depressing but uh on the plus side this is the internet age and now we get to marvel at everything that everyone has ever done yep and even if the games themselves didn't really acknowledge their hard work we definitely appreciate it thank you yeah absolutely thank you video game composers <laughs> thank you all of you that are listening right now who are all video game composers I thank you there you go that's the Craig WK classic thank you from the Legend of Retro podcast happens every week it does every and, week yeah it does sure yeah <laughs> anyways so that's been it for this episode mm-hmm. make sure that you go over to our website gamesillamedia.com and check out all of the other podcasts on there but also to compete in this bracket you want to go over to our facebook page the legend of retro podcast that way you can put your vote in and then you can talk about it with the group on our special group that we have as well uh send an invite out we'll add you in and uh this will get released on you know, thursday the show comes out every thursday yep. uh, as well as we have the gamezilla show that comes out on tuesdays but live streams on mondays yep. we have noobs dragons that comes out on wednesdays and the gamezilla alpha show comes out on every sunday stop plugging so much chops stop plugging at me stop plugging at me it's like when you're a kid you know and you're like looking at yourself <laughs> is that what you're trying to go with <laughs> no i was imitating you from earlier oh sorry i <laughs> make sure 
make sure that you give us a listen on uh, those other shows and uh, join us in our, our Discord, of course. Uh, we are always chatting up, uh, chatting it up on there. Uh, and uh, Chops, is there uh, any any last minute parting thoughts you uh, want to share with the world here? Uh, not that I can, not that I can think of. Um, oh, uh, don't make a town full of robots because uh, one day you may die and uh, they may never learn the truth. I think it's a valuable lesson. That's a lesson we can all stand to learn. I agree. I think, though, that we'll see you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.